Today's podcast is going to be on the place in yourself that's called spirit and how that spirit fathers thought. And when spirit follows thought, thought becomes things in your life. And I hope that you receive something in this message today that will help you on your journey from sin to sin. Welcome to From Sin to Zen. We realize this podcast may not be for everyone. However, we believe there are no accidents and we were meant to connect today. Let's consider a serious question. If the restrictions caused by the laws of religious dogma would have been able to bring the whole world together, why are so many leaving organized religion in search of a new spirituality? From Sin to Zen offers you an opportunity to contemplate what is true, which you will decide for yourself during our journey to spiritual self-empowerment. If you are in the process of re-examining old beliefs that no longer serve you and realize there has to be a more excellent way, then this podcast is for you. We invite you to join us as we take another look at some of the most important tenets of fundamental Judeo-Christian dogma that may be holding you back from fully expressing all you were created to be. This will take us from fear-based dogmas to a love-based experience, or from sin to zen. Your spiritual guide for Sin to Zen, David Hulse. Throughout his years of spiritual searching, David has challenged many traditional doctrines, theologies, and dogmas. He has inspired numerous individuals toward a journey of self-discovery by sharing his own experiences. As David has traveled through various beliefs about God, he now sees himself as a bridge between the old and the new. His stirring presentations of intuitive wisdom will inspire and challenge you to move from believing in God to the experiential realm of knowing God and manifesting the spiritual aspects of love, peace, and joy in your life. It is my pleasure to introduce David Hulse for an enlightened journey from sin to zen. Hello and welcome to today's podcast, From Sin to Zen. This is your host, David Holtz. If you're new, what does that mean? It means that this is a podcast to assist and to help people who are taking that journey out of traditional man-made religion and doctrine that is in no way awakening the inner intelligence innate in all of us. And I do believe that. I know a lot of people look at a little baby and think this is the beginning of of their life, but it really isn't. Whether you believe in past lives or whether you believe in a um, present life before the body, which would make sense to me if you see yourself as a spiritual person, spirit has no beginning and no end. So therefore, there's a part of you that is spiritual that has no beginning and has no end. It is only as we become incarnated in these bodies that we experience 
what's called time and space. And oftentimes there's those that are caught up into a realm in which they are out of time and space as we know it and enter into the higher states of their mind or consciousness, which we call the spiritual mind in the Bible. The Bible speaks of the mind as split. It isn't split, but it's believed to be split. And we have to watch what we believe because belief is a powerful thing. Whether what we believe is true or not becomes very powerful because we give our power through belief to a concept. So it's very important that we understand the difference between spiritual truth and the truth of the world. What is true in the world is relative. It is relative to time and space. And it changes all the time. When you think how much the world has changed and the thinking of the world has changed in just the last few years, in the last decade, in maybe your lifetime, it is amazing how quickly that we reevaluate our words and our thoughts and our language. But the spirit of truth is always constant within us. And you know, we need a constant these days as change is so intense and so fast around us. I don't know a person in my life that has not said to me at some point, I don't know what's happening. I have no time. Time is speeding up. It is speeding up to us. It's not time itself because really there is no time other than the fact of our perception of how we move through space. And you know, one person leaving A and going to B, which is the same distance, can be experienced totally different. Somebody may say, wow, I got to B so quickly. Well, the other said, I thought I'd never get there. So it is true, as Einstein said, that time is relative to how we experience space and how we move through space. Well, there are things uh, that affect us. It's not talked about law much in the religious realm, but I want to talk about it, and that is the fact of how our magnetic fields affect us. And we are magnetic beings. We are electrical beings, and we are magnetic beings, so we are electrical magnetic people. Now, I know that's been kind of summarized in just the general term spiritual being, but today with the new information and knowledge that we have of our spirituality at a more subtle level, uh, some call it a quantum level or whatever, we're beginning to solve the mystery of spirituality. And most people have seen it as a mystical thing. I don't, as I think this mystical aspect is receiving a lot of answers today for those who are delving into the depths of understanding ourselves. And as we move into that place, we find ourselves as not so much uh, just uh, materialistic physical beings, what we find that all of that is made up of smaller things and smaller things again and smaller things again until at some point we kind of run out of things and we get into a place in which we call the infinite field. Now, the infinite field in religions called God. We call God the source. We call God first cause. We cause this, call this a lot of things, but it is the place in us that is the consonant steel point that always is. Because we are not always is, we are always are becoming. All becoming this, we change that, we change our style, we change the way we look, we change the way we think, we change the way we believe. 
But in the midst of all of that is the center of the I in us, the presence, that is the constant stability. And that's why prayer, leading us to meditation, and I want to say that clearly, that praying is not all talking uh, to a being or your divinity, but is finding a place of stillness in which we hear. A lot of people are very good at talking to God, but very few are very good at listening to God. So we have to learn to do that, and prayer can take us there. Prayer meaning the affirmations uh, of that which we think we have are not, but we are. In other words, um, sometimes we think that we are in such lack of, say, health. But yet at the deepest level, and as we were created to be in the image of our creator, we are created in wholeness. Now, if we feed the fact of the illusion that we are not whole any longer and we lack it, then we therefore give power to that. And guess what? That's what manifests into our life, a separate life, a misaligned life, a mistuned life, not being tuned. That is why I love the word at one mint. To be at one mint is so important make them one even as we are one. So this podcast is dedicated to helping those to understand how that they can make this transition a little easier as they're moving from the old traditional teachings of their childhood, most likely, and are beginning to grow and to mature out of those things into a world of possibility. And that's what the world of spirituality is. It is the place in us of possibility where all things are possible. So let's talk a little bit about what we've talked about. And if you're new, I want to encourage you to go back uh, and to the other podcasts that have been made in the past uh, few months that have covered some very important subjects that I think we must continue to return back to until we have a full understanding. I have shared with those in the past that what began my journey from religion to spirituality, was a realization. And sometimes that's all it takes, is just realization and common sense. There's just some things to me I was taught and listened to as a child that made no sense to me. I needed uh, these things explained to me, and there was no explanation within the religious theology that satisfied me in any way. And therefore, that was good in the sense that it drove me to become my own uh, researcher. And I began to research. My, I would go to my minister at that time growing up, and I would ask these questions, such as what I'm talking about right now. And all I got is, we can't understand everything as on this side of life, but in, after we die and go to heaven, we'll understand everything. We can ask Jesus, we can ask God, and we can find all these. Well, that wasn't good enough for me. I wanted to know. And I guess back in those days, I had a feeling that I was going to dedicate my life uh, to spirituality and the search and quest for understanding truth. And therefore, I knew it was important for me to understand a little more about what I was giving my life to. So all of this is a result of my self-study, and I encourage you to do the same thing. It's been made so much easier than when I was doing it. Many decades ago, there wasn't the, the internet. There wasn't all this knowledge and information at our fingertips. Uh, there wasn't the knowledge and the information uh, uh, that was so easy for us to, to have access to as it is right now. 
So I really ask you to encourage you to look deeper into the things before you qualify and into your belief system. That's your responsibility. Be careful how you react to something. Somebody says something, you react and say, I like that, I'm going to believe that because I like it. Do you have an understanding of it? Or do you just like it? Or you hear somebody say something or read something in a book that confirms what you believe. Are you sure that what you believe is in alignment with your truth? Before you qualify it, it is your responsibility, not the preacher, not the priest, not the rabbi, not the guru, not the teacher. It is your responsibility as to what enters into you. Now, I know we're manipulated and controlled in this outer world constantly, 25 hours a day practically, but in our inner world, we hold the power. We hold the power. We hold the power of thought. We hold the power of feeling and emotion. And this is where we can use the power of our will to be willing to really do the deeper work. And when you do that, you may find a completely different story unfolding in you than the story you've been told. And that's happening in the world today. There's much about, let's take the subject of uh, DNA, for instance, which is something that's fascinated me for over 30 years. And of course, I was taught, like most everybody else, that your DNA is pretty fixed. You know, that you inherit these 23 chromosomes from your mother's side and 23 from your dad's side. And uh, this is all data. That's all DNA is. It's just a bunch of data, a bunch of words and made of different letters uh, that become flesh. So that gives a whole meaning that the word is made flesh and the word is the fixed word of your DNA was thought. Well, that's all changed uh, in, the, in, the, in the last few decades, actually, and mostly in the last decade or two that we've understood uh, this thing of epigenetics in which we realize that it is not just the ancestral stories that we inherit, but it is actually the environment itself that affects our DNA. So let's say we're in a depressed or anxious or sad or grieving. Uh, the DNA will read that, will read that. And uh, if, if we give it a different message, it'll read a different message completely. And the DNA will align to our power and how we use it in the form of creating belief system. So all I'm saying to you is be aware of your responsibility of what you qualify and say, I believe this to be true. Because whatever you say you believe to be true and you believe it, it's the belief in it that transfers your power to it and makes it alive. One of my favorite scriptures on this in the Bible is found in Psalms 115. And it says in there, and it's talking about how the people make idols, and they made images and idols, idols. Now, I know we think of idols as being statues outside of ourselves and all kinds of things like that. But actually, uh, let's go inside the house, inside the mind, and realize that we also make psychological idols and images in ourselves, which is our beliefs. What we believe things to be is built out of thoughts into a form or uh, a structure and therefore, we bow down to it when we believe in it, when we worship it. Uh, there's nothing wrong with worship. I was raised on worship. But I realized how worship is such a way to transfer power to something. And how you see it and worship it, you're empowering it every time you give it worship or praise in any way. So be careful. Jesus uh, made an interesting statement to um, 
to one of his, I think it was a, a lady that he was talking to, and he says to them, and he's talking about the Old Testament people, and he says, they know not what they worship. I love that statement in the Bible. It's in the Bible, book of John, I think. They know not what they worship because he was trying to tell them what they're worshiping, they're giving such power to that it's beginning to control not only their individual life, but their collective life. And Jesus said, uh, and called this point that they, of worship the father point, the father point. And the father point merely means the starting point. If you look up the word father and Abba, back in the original languages and all the way back into the Anglican uh, 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 type of language, uh, it'll say the starter, the starter. And of course, we call the male the father uh, because of the fact that he carries the sperm, which starts life with the egg and produces with it. So the father's the starter. So what was Jesus talking about when he was talking about the father? When you take it inside, he's talking about who is starting your thoughts. Is your higher spiritual self or is it your human self? And again, that goes back to what I was saying a while ago, how that we believe that the mind has been split into a spiritual and a carnal part of the mind. And the Bible says this, to be spiritually minded is life and to be carnally minded is death. So carnally minded means totally human thought without any spiritual understanding. To be spiritually minded is human thought with spiritual understanding. So it's important that you understand when you read things, even out of the Bible or any religious text or books, whatever, I'm going back again to this point, it is your responsibility to make sure that you have a personal, individual understanding of it before you qualify it into your belief system. Now, another important thing about that that I've learned is how that your belief system seems to regulate how your cells reproduce and replicate themselves. Isn't that fascinating? That the cells are reading the blueprint of my made up of all my belief systems as to how it's going to form my body. So everybody's trying to fix their body, right? That's the Western way. Go to a doctor, go to a specialist, get it fixed or cut out or medication. And this is what we do. And I say we because I'm still struggling with getting out of this uh, lower uh, third dimensional uh, way in which we have uh, dealt with ourselves into a, a better way. The Bible calls it a more excellent way. And there is a more excellent way. And we'll get into that uh, at some point uh, of how we can do that. But <clears throat> this whole idea of the fathering of your spirit coming from the higher part of yourself, the spiritual part of you is completely different than how the human is thinking about what the spirit thinks. There you go. That's a, that's a twister. But your brain will think about what the spirit is thinking and it will form it into what it believes it to be. Does that make sense to you? In other words, your spirit is the spirit of truth. The spirit speaks only the truth for it is the truth. But when the brain hears it, it changes it to fit the belief system that's in the brain. And if the brain has a certain predisposed belief, it'll fit what spirit said to the belief system of the brain. Therefore, it's lost. It's lost in the interpretation. And that's why it's so important for you to practice how to get into spirit. 
into spiritual meditation, contemplation, using prayer to get you there. Prayer is not the destination, it's the tool to get you there. Prayer is the affirmation. I am whole. I am complete. I am all that God created me to be in this moment. I am in no way in lack of anything, for I behold all that God is I am. When you talk like that to yourself, then you're more in line with what Spirit is saying to you, and therefore it begins to transfer uh, transfer itself into uh, cellular development, which begins to change the status of your body and begins to lift it out of the place in which uh, it can be affected by uh, first dis-ease, they call it, which is emotional, mental, whatever, before it becomes dis-ease. So those are very important uh, things for us to really look at and, and, and contemplate. So again, Jesus talked about the Father and how People don't know uh, what they're worshiping because they're worshiping the father of the mind, the mental father, the, the father that they have built it to be. Uh, and Jesus is saying, no, there's another father point, And that father is my spiritual part of me. And that's why he says, my words are spirit. Everybody else talked about spirit. But no, it was the spirit in its purest form channeling through him as him into the world. It was the Logos word of God made flesh. And yes, it did affect everything in Jesus, Yeshua, all the way to the cellular level. He did end up with a completely different body that he was born with because he rebirthed his body based upon the the words of his own spirit, that he allowed the words of his spirit to become, it began to change his entire mental, emotional, and physical uh, demonstration of him of himself. So these are the things that we basically have been talking about for the last uh, couple of three months or however long we've been doing this, is trying to help people because I think people are feeling something in themselves. They feel a stirring within themselves. They feel a longing, a yearning within themselves for something, but I'm not sure they know what it is. And if we don't understand, then we revert back and we think, okay, I'm going to take what I had and fix it. Well, as long as you do that, then you're not going forward. And this is the time for us to enter into these uncharted territories of uh, new dimensions of our mind and of our consciousness so that we can really hear a different complete word, a spiritual word that will begin to change everything else in our life. That's why the great principle of Matthew 6 and 33 is seek ye first the kingdom of God and these other things shall be added to you. We're too busy trying to add things that we think will make us happy and fulfilled rather than seeking the things that are and therefore uh, uh, not allowing us to uh, to empower our own uh, creation that has already been accomplished and done. You're not in lack. You're just in lack of knowledge of it. You're in lack of understanding of it. You're in lack of openness to receive it. And that's what we have to work on is how do we... Uh, Get rid of those blockages and all those things that are keeping it from us so heaven can show up right here on and in your earth. So these are the things that are on my heart today, and that's all I'm doing is just sharing some of these things to see if maybe some of these ideas resonate with you for where you are. 
And I pray today that it has in some way allowed you to expand your thinking about uh, what you want to contemplate uh, and you want to meditate about and to really see, is it an inner match to your own intelligence center? Would love to hear from you. If you have any correspondence you'd like to do, we'll be away at the end of this podcast to help you to be able to do that. Please tell your other friends and people about the podcast who might be interested in also joining us on this journey from sin to Zen. Thank you. From Sin to Zen is sponsored by Soma Energetics Vibrational Tools and Training. Raise your vibration at www.somaenergetics.com. And Heartlight Spiritual Center, a spirit-led, heart-centered, Christ-conscious, loving community. Raise your consciousness at www.heartlightcharlotte.org.